Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. We got some headlines uh, to zip through today for you. So, uh, the San Francisco DA, the progressive DA, was recalled. Yes, you got that right. District Attorney Chesa Boudin uh, was recalled with a vote of 61% compared to the 39% that wanted to keep him. Extremely soft on crime. I think people are speaking out because they're absolutely tired of the lawlessness. They are tired of uh, the soft on crime. You know, letting them get away with, you know, basically murder, if you want to talk about in the L.A.'s uh, point of view right now. So, Los Angeles is uh, also in the middle of a... Uh, a big thing too that the LADA uh, gives light sentence to the teen who mowed down a mom and her baby with a stolen car. So people are getting very upset about this stuff. You can read about this on the Daily Caller. Uh, Laura Laurel Duggan uh, actually wrote this article. Um, it came across my thing on Fox News this morning when I woke up. I saw it. I was like, "What? What's going on?" So a 16-year-old who ran over a mother and her baby in a stolen car in August of 2021 was sentenced to guys to listen to this only five to seven months in a juvenile facility Friday, despite his prior criminal record, and that's according to Fox 11 Los Angeles. So the teenager pled guilty to hit and run and assault by means of force, likely to produce great bodily injury after driving into a woman pushing a stroller with an eight-month-old baby inside. According to Fox 11, a video of the incident shows the woman uh, moving toward a concrete wall to get out of the car's way, but the driver swerved into her and nearly hit the concrete wall. The juvenile camp, where the teenager will serve out his sentences, less than a military school and a little bit tougher uh, than a summer camp, uh, prosecutors said. According to Fox 11, the Los Angeles District Attorney George Gascon initially claimed the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department agreed with the felony charges in sentencing in this case, according to Fox 11, but walked back that statement after Los Angeles Sheriff Alex Villanueva said his agency had never been consulted on the matter. Need to correct our statement from yesterday. LASD was not involved in the decision on the felony charge as they were not the investigating agency in the case. A spokesperson for the district attorney's office later told Fox, of course, they they're not going to agree with something like that. But then you have Gascon, extremely, extremely soft on crime. And so they're going to probably put him up for recall um, as well. So you can see people are getting tired of it. Uh, they're very tired of being soft on crime, uh, especially there in San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco has turned into a cesspool. It's kind of like downtown Los Angeles. It's literally, turn literally turned into a cesspool with people, you know, using the streets as a latrine, folks. Mm. I never thought I would see these days that are happening. So, when Boudin was elected in 2019 with a 50.8% of the vote, it was sworn in as San Francisco's 29th district attorney on January the 8th of 2020. Uh, he faced an onslaught of criticism over his progressive criminal justice policies as those supporting his recall pointed to an increased murder rate, violent crime, shoplifting, burglaries, and an open-air drug trade as reasons uh, to vote for his removal from office. This is on foxnews.com. 
go check it out on foxnews.com. You can read all about it. Uh, definitely at least people are speaking up and they're like, hey, you know, this is a rot. We are tired of this. We don't need to put up with this. Like, you know, something's got to be done. And so um, Audrey Conklin uh, contributed to that report on Fox News. So anyway, I want to cite the sources and give them credit, right? So anyway, that is going on uh, in the news today. That was like top, top news articles that was coming across my headline this morning as I woke up. I looked up and I was like, wow, Fox News is on top of it today. So more things are going on. There was an armed man arrested uh, near the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, so we got that going on. You got Simone Biles and other uh, other Larry Nassar victims sue the FBI, FBI for $1 billion over their botched responses. Um, and so lots of stuff going on. There's one dead, several injured um, after a car plows into pedestrians in Berlin. So yes, gas prices are going to continue to rise. So they have rose another five cents overnight as Biden's pains at the pump crisis gets worse for Americans. And what is old bumbling Biden doing? Nothing. He's doing nothing. Uh, yeah, so gas prices climb another five cents. Americans are paying nearly $2 more uh, from just like one year ago. So this is foxbusiness.com and it was written by Lawrence Richards. So I'm just going to quote a little bit off of this. So uh, he says the national average gas price climbed five cents Monday night into Tuesday and ten cents since Saturday, now hitting a record of four ninety two per gallon, uh, according to the American Automobile Association. Americans are paying a dollar eighty seven more than they were just a year ago, when the prices was three oh five uh, per triple A. And according to an industry expert, the price of gallon of gas could touch or uh, surpass five dollars coming up here pretty soon. Um, so yeah, guys, get ready. It's coming, you know, it's all planned. If you don't see the domino effect happening, it's all planned. But what really surprises me is, you know, when you read in Revelation and where it talks about the beginning of these things, and when you read, um, in Matthew and Jesus even tells us, uh, what the beginning of the tribulation is going to look like. He says, you know, when you see these things, begin to happen well we see these things and they are the pieces of the puzzle are moving together to set the stage right they're setting the stage of all these things that are about to happen and uh jesus is ready he's waiting and you know god's just getting ready to say the go right and so when he says you know go get your bride well jesus comes to take us home right and then all these things are going to take place and so it's not like it's going to suddenly happen like you know um, I was thinking about this, and so I've been reading and studying, and uh, it's not like it's going to suddenly happen. It's like we're going to suddenly start having, you know, famines are going to suddenly start happening. Like, these, you know, all this stuff isn't going to, like, just begin the day we're all raptured, right? No, it's going to lead up to that, right? Things are going to get worse and worse and worse, the Bible says. Um, and Timothy says things will wax worse and worse, right? Ever since the Lord was taken up, right, things were going to get worse. And we see that, that they're getting worse and worse. But here towards the end, in the last 10 to 15 years, things have really begun to get and to get worse. And since COVID, you can really see how things have exponentially gotten worse. So they have like on steroids, right? Everything's been happening faster and faster. Okay, so I'm going to read um, Matthew 24, a little bit of Matthew 24. Um, and I'm going to read it out of the New King James uh, Version. And then I'm going to give you some notes. And this is um, Warren Wearsby. Uh, some of his notes of what he thinks. And so when you read Matthew 24, you need to read it into context. You need to know um, when Jesus is talking about, like what time, right? And that's what we're going to talk about really quick here. But if you see the things happening in the world today, we know 
um, that the tribulation is ever so close, even possibly at the doorstep, because of the things that are happening in the world today. They're talking about uh, the, they're talking about famines, right, of biblical proportions. They're talking about all these things, right, and there's like meteors and like they're talking all this stuff, right. Well, what does all this stuff like correlate to to you and I? Well, the Bible told us thousands of years ago. God told us in His Word, this is what's going to happen in the end days this is what's going to happen before jesus christ comes back these are what this is what the world um, is going to look like and so we see the little stage being set like i mean it's set and i mean as uh my friend jenny says um from uh sunrise bible church she says you know uh you can see the feet behind the curtain right they're getting ready to draw that curtain for the play right and you see little feet shuffling in the background that's how close we are i believe to the tribulation that's how close we are i believe to the rapture of the church and so let's read a little bit of this and, and then i'm going to break it down for you guys okay so it says then jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple and jesus said to them do you not see all these things assuredly i say to you not one stone shall be left upon uh, left here upon another and that shall not be thrown down and of course that happened just like jesus said right that happened in uh, 70 a.d and so we go on to say he goes the signs of the times and the end of the age so now as he sat on the mount of olives the disciples came to him privately saying tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age notice that end of the end of the age right breaks it down so and jesus answered and said to them take heed that no one deceives you how many times do i say that all the time right take heed that no one deceives you for many will come in my name saying i am the christ it will deceive many and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines pestilences and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrow so that's telling us what's leading into the great tribulation what's leading into the beginning of the tribulation right and we see what do we see today what do we we are seeing wars we're seeing rumors of wars we're seeing russia uh ukraine uh iran um all this stuff going on with with israel as always israel's always you know in the midst of you know uh they're always saying we're going to wipe israel off the face of the earth so you see all these things coming together right china is uh, japan you got china coming against taiwan you've got hong kong you've got all of these things happening wars and you got rumors of wars and all of these things being stirred up you know and uh, you look at the world economic forum it's all global this and global that and you know all this stuff and digital ids and you know you think of the mark of the beast and you got the vaccines and you've got all these things and you've got pestilences and you've got you know i always thought it would have been like man i mean i always thought it'd been like natural pestilence pestilences can't speak this morning um that would be coming upon the earth but no 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 i mean now we see what it really is it's the evil you know like the bill gates and like you know the little Fauci's and the little evil Muppets and Minions and all this stuff in the background, the elitists that, that want to rule the world because they're being dominated by Satan, you know, and so they want to do all these things. So they're making up all of these, um, they're making all of these viruses and all this stuff in labs and stuff and gain of function. They're doing all this stuff to release into the world, you know, and so we see all these things happening and right now, right? And as I speak right now, we're talking about this huge famine that is going to come upon the entire globe, not just countries or not just nations right or not just parts of the earth the entire world right they're talking 
this famine, and they're talking of biblical proportion. We have an economic crash coming, right? You have the CEO of J.P. Morgan. So all, all these people are talking about this economic crash. Uh, you know, we have the global famine that is coming. Uh, all these things are working together. You know, they're burning factories down, fertilizer pack. you know. So it's all planned, right? You see that it is all planned. All these things are planned. But remember, God told us thousands of years ago, this is what was going to happen. So these people may think, you know, that they've come up with this for themselves. But no, God has put it into their minds, right? So Satan and his minions and demons, you know, are, you know, Satan is the God of this world, right? It's a little G, not a capital G God. He's a little G God of this world. So remember that we live in a fallen world. He was prideful, rebellious. So think about all these things, okay? What do you see in the world today? What is dominating our world? Rebellion, lawlessness, prideful, arrogant, sinful, immorality. All of this is dominating our world today. And you look at that and you're like, that's definitely not Christ-like, right? So that is Satan and his minions. Satanism, you know, basically is taking is, is taking over. So he has but a short time, the Bible says. I mean, he knows he has but a short time. So he knows he's got to act fast. And so no other time in history has it ever been possible for one person basically to rule the world. Until now, we have artificial intelligence, which is satanic. Um, but you can use it for good, right? I mean, but, you know, overall... So you have um, digital IDs coming into effect, right? You have the vaccine. You have all these things that are coming, you know, upon the world. And we're moving, like, super fast. And that's why you see Bible, uh, Bible prophecy teachers, you know, eschatology teachers preaching, telling people, like, now is the time to get saved. Now is the time to get saved. This is what's going to happen. I mean, you have people just like me and, like, you know, maybe your grandmother and your grandfather are telling you, like, hey, they're watchmen on the wall. God has told them to be watchmen on the wall. We are to tell you. We're to warn the world. Hey, this is what's happening. This is what's coming upon the world. You need to get saved. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior now, you know. And whatever you do with that information is up to you. That means your blood, the blood is on your hands, not mine. Because we did our job. We did what God called us to do. We warned you, right? And so we are in those days right now. There is no, there's no backup plan. There is no backup plan. You see this world is not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. And so then we move into the beginning of the tribulation. And this is Matthew 24, 9. And so it says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. I'm going to stop right there. Do you see that happening right now? We already see these things happening, right? We see these happening right now. But guess what? In the tribulation, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. So, folks, there's nothing to look forward to on this earth. Our What we're looking for is our blessed hope, right? The appearing, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, to come and take us out, right? That's what we're looking for. So we move on, and it says, um, chapter uh, 24, verse 13 says, uh, this is Matthew, But he who endures to the end shall be saved, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. And so then the great tribulation, right? So this begins three and a half years into the tribulation. So these, the, all this stuff right here, 
that I just read, that's happening in the first three years, three and a half years, right? And then the second part, that's the that's the worst part of the tribulation. That's why it's called the Great Tribulation. So chapter, um, sorry, chapter 24, verse 15 says, Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then uh, let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house and let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes but woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days and pray that your uh not, your flight may not be in the winter or on the sabbath for then there will be great tribulation such as not such as not been since the beginning of the world until this time no uh, nor ever shall be and unless those days were shortened no flesh would be saved but for the elect's sake those days will be shortened so what is this what is this talking about and who is this and who is jesus talking to when he's saying these things so first let's break it down right so who who is this talking to so when it's talking about the great tribulation this is broken down like there's he's god is speaking to the jewish people right um, because, you know, Christian, as a Christian believer, we don't worry about breaking the Sabbath, right? That's more uh, of a Jewish law, right? So as Christians, we don't worry about that. And so you can tell verses 24, uh, 15 to 22 is basically that is the Great Tribulation, and that's directed at the Jews, right? And so if you look at 24 verses uh, 4 and 5, this is also talking to the Jews because, you know, the Jewish people have often been led astray, right, by false prophets, um, by false Christ. And so the rider on the white horse, which is in Revelation 6, 1, that is the Antichrist, okay? And so he is the final world dictator who, of course, will lead the nations astray. Um, he's going to begin his career as a peacemaker, right? And so Daniel 27, that's what kicks off. That kicks off the whole tribulation, okay? And this is when this man, um, he rises to power. He's going to have all the answers. He's going to be able to bring peace to the Middle East. And that's going to be a big thing. Because um, right now there has not been peace in the Middle East since the beginning, right? There's just never been peace there, right? And so this man's going to do that. And this is Daniel 9, 27, right? And so he says he's going to confirm a covenant, right? He's going to confirm a covenant with the many. But what that means is there's already going to be a covenant in place. And I'm not saying Abraham Accords is it. <laughs> I am saying it could possibly be um, the foundation um, to the covenant that the Antichrist eventually will sign, right? And so, because it says it confirms a covenant. So, he's going to confirm a covenant, right, with many. So, uh, there's already a covenant in place, right, when the Antichrist comes to confirm or make it stronger, okay, is what that means. And so, uh, we kind of see that happening already, like right now, the Abraham Accords. Um, there's are many kinds of things happening. So, that's a huge signal um, that the end times is here. Israel is a nation. Again, that's, a, that's the major sign, right? Earthquakes, famines, tribute, all the stuff that we've talked about is growing in intensity, right? So the beginning of birth pains. Well, what about birth pains? They intensify, right? They get quicker and quicker and stronger and stronger until the baby comes. And so we see these things all happening for the tribulation of the world because everything is intensifying. We see that. And so this is mainly he's talking to the Jewish people, right? Because the church 
which is we're in the church age right now. And so Revelation 3.10, you know, talks about that's the end. That's right. The church is gone. We are raptured. We are gone. Right. And so then all these things happen. And so uh, Jesus's words indicate that he was discussing events. He said that would take place on earth during the time of the tribulation. This is Warren Wiersbe's study Bible. And so this is what he says on 24. And this is uh, chapter 24 of Matthew verses 1 through 44. This entire chapter. Right. And so um, he talks about he goes and see verse 8 says beginning of sorrows is a symbol of the tribulation and also verses 21 through 29 so after the church has been suddenly taken out of the world a period of peace and security will ensue that's first thessalonians uh, chapter 5 verse 1 through 4 and of course it's going to be followed um, by the time of terrible suffering right and so you know it's nice to know kind of what the bible is talking about and who is talking about in what time frame and culture so when you study the bible it's good to ask who what when where right kind of like you would like investigate anything when you read the bible you want to study it don't just read it you know, which is good to read. It's good to read it, right? I mean, because, you know, the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. But it's good to study the Word. You know, just take it down in chunks and just, you know, meditate on it and study it. And so, uh, that's what, you know, that's what I like to do. And so, anyway, that kind of gives you, you know, kind of like the foundation of where that's talking about, right? And so, when you look at the 15 through the 22, which is, you know, therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, right? It's when he desecrates the temple. So, we know by this right here that there will be a third temple right in jerusalem there's gonna they are going to build another another temple because the bible says so right because the antichrist has to have a temple to desecrate of course the animal sacrifices will begin again right and so there has to be a temple for them to start the animal sacrifices again right and i don't know about you but Peter's probably gonna have a cow about that but i'm just saying these things will happen because the bible says it will happen and one thing that we can tell you for sure is that they have all the garments they have all the utensils they have everything ready for the third temple they even have the red heifer that doesn't have a white hair on it it's absolutely perfect and so that hasn't happened in over 2,000 years because they always get a white hair but right now they have one that's perfect and everything is ready to go they say they can construct I think that temple in like six months I believe this is six months to a year and so that's that's amazing, right? And then you think about Babylon, right? There, there will be the city Babylon. And then you look at Rome. So the Antichrist will come from Rome. The Bible is very clear about that. And so we look at Rome. We look at the Vatican. We look at the Pope. And we look at all this. And you look how the Pope is bringing everybody together. Like, come back to the Catholic faith. Come back to the Mother Church, right? You know, like a hen is get like all this stuff, right? And it's, it's, it, it, it's blasphemy is heresy so the bible says not to call anybody on earth your father for you have one father and that is in heaven god our father is in heaven you have one mediator and that is jesus the christ the messiah that's it nobody here can forgive you of your sins or absolve you or whatever absolutely not no the bible is specific about that jesus christ is our advocate he goes to the father for us and of course we have one father which is god our father and so, once you accept Christ as your Savior, you're a saint automatically. You know, that's just what the Bible t teaches, right? And so, the sad thing about that is, is people are led astray. They're led astray because, uh, you know, they feel like they need to do something to be saved, right? Like, I need to do something. But you don't because Christ has done it all. But as our sinful selves, we feel like we need to do something. Well, we don't. There's nothing we can do. Our righteous acts are as filthy rags to God. 
So remember, if you don't study the Word of God, if you don't read the Word of God for yourself, you will not know if you're being lied to. You won't know if you're being led astray because, you know, what are they going to do when they come out? You know, and he says on these false prophets and these false teachers and apostasy and all this stuff is rampant in the church. And that's what the Bible said what happened. And that is exactly what is happening right now. But how do you think that happened? It happened because people are ignorant. It happened because they stopped reading their Bibles. It happened because families got away from church. So these things happened because of lack of knowledge, because you don't read your Bible. If you read your Bible, you would know when the Catholic, you know, Pope or whatever tells you, hey, you need to say blah, 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 Hail Marys. You would know that that is a sin. You would know that's an idolatry. You would know that that is false religion. You would know that it was fake. It's pseudo, right? Because the Bible says no. What happened when the one lady went up to Jesus and she said, oh, blessed is, the, is your mother, um, you know, who whom you uh, uh, fed on her breast and blessed is, is Mary and, and all. And what did Jesus say? No. He said, blessed are those who hear and believe. And he like totally basically rebuked her like, no, even Mary said, that she was a sinner. And she is a sinner. So what do you have the Pope saying? Mary was sinless. Absolutely not. That is blasphemy. That is heretical. So if you read your Bible. You would know that is false. Because the Bible tells us so. Right? But if you don't read your Bible. And you go to a church. And they do the sermon in Latin. You don't know what they're talking about. You don't know. And if you go and you look up at all these statues and you have Mary and they've even changed the Ten Commandments, okay, to take out, you know, one of the commandments, right? Because they worship idols. So think about it. If you don't read your Bible, you don't know. You don't know. And that's why I say it is vitally important for you to read. God took the time to write this letter to us, right? This love letter. He took the time to say, hey, this is what I'm telling you so that you will not be led astray. You read this so that you will not be deceived. What did Jesus say? How many times did he say, be ye not deceived? In the end times, there's going to be people saying they're Jesus. There are going to be people saying they're Christians and they're not Christians. You're going to have all this stuff going on. But I will tell you one thing. As we get closer to the tribulation, you're going to know who the true Christians are and who the pseudo-Christians are because they will fall away when times get tough. When persecution starts, they will fall away. They will fall away. I am here to tell you, stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith because <laughs> days are short. Days are so short. The coming of Christ is so soon. But let me tell you something. If persecution comes, we will be persecuted. Jesus told us we would be. He said we would be. So when you are persecuted, take joy in that. Okay. I know it's hard to explain, but the Holy Spirit will give you joy. Because this this world we're only passing through. We are not here forever. What is it? 70 years and then you die? And then you're either going to spend eternity in heaven or hell. There is no in-between. There's no purgatory, folks. There's no purgatory. Nada. Nothing. You either go to heaven or you go to hell. And that's it. Nobody can pay you out of heaven. Nobody can buy you out of heaven. Nobody can pray you out of heaven. I don't care how many candles they light or how much money they give to whoever. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You ultimately make your own decision. You make your decision to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. To ask him to save you or you don't. That's it. That's it. So choose your time wisely while you are given your breath here on earth. Because one day... 
you won't have your next breath and you're going to wake up and you're going to either be in heaven or you'll be escorted to hell. So you need to make up your decision today. I know I say this a lot, but if one person, just one person hears Jesus Christ, hears the good news of the gospel and they turn their life over and they ask Jesus to save them, it is worth it. And I know you agree with me if you were a Christian because heaven rejoices. The angels in heaven and the whole host of heaven rejoice over one sinner who repents. How awesome is that? That's awesome. If he has 99 sheep and he loses one, he goes to find that one sheep. But when he finds him, he rejoices. Think about it. That's how much God loves you. That's how much he loves you. But you're not going to know that unless you read your Bible. If I tell you, if you've never read anything in the Bible, I'll tell you where to start. Start in the Gospel of John. Because Matthew, it talks about the genealogy and it's more Jewish. You know, Luke, he, now Luke um, was Greek. So he was a doctor. You can read Luke, uh, but the Gospel of John is just wonderful. And if you don't have time to read it, there is an app, and it's called um, it's PRSC. Let me let me pull it up here for you. It's the Public Reading of Scripture, uh, PRSI, and um, it has the dramatic reading of the Bible, and it is fantastic. There's a lot of good actors um, that are reading it, and so believe me, it's wonderful. It's free. Uh, if you download the app, it's a public reading of scripture. Uh, you'll open up the app and you just go to Audio Bible. Boom, there it is. Uh, let me tell you, it's it's absolutely amazing and you will love it. It's almost like you're there, right? Um, there's also a movie. Um, it's the Gospel of John. And I'm going to see if I can find it because I want to give you guys the correct one. And um, I have listened. And it's like word for word from the Bible. But... It is, um, a, it's like a multi-million dollar production. I mean, it is awesome. And I'm going to try to get you the right one because there's a couple of them out there. But, uh, okay, so it's the Gospel of John. Um, you can get it on Amazon. You can actually watch it on um, Amazon as well. But I want to make sure you get the right one. So, um, it is the one directed by Philip Seville. Uh, and uh, this is uh, about the product. It says, This uh, lavish production adapts the gospel according to John, the most unique of the four New gospel, uh, Testament gospels. Uh, the material is presented so that each and every word of the text is presented either in dialogue or narration, which is provided by Christopher Plummer, uh, focusing on the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And it's got, uh, like I said, uh, Henry um, Ian Cusick. Uh, the Gospel of John utilizes authentic sets and locales. And the music is played on instruments of uh, that period. So, um, definitely go and check that out if you haven't seen it. I'll tell you, that'll give you a whole new perspective of the Gospel of John. And it's a really good way, um, you know, to listen to the Gospel of John. And you can actually watch what's going on. Uh, and it has the culture and everything in the background. It's just awesome. So, check it out. So, anyway, um, yeah, so I wanted to come on and just, uh, you know, just give you guys a little heads up what's going on in the world today. And, uh, you know, like my program, it's always about, you know, Bible prophecy and how it relates um, to the news or, you know, news and, and uh, headlines and how that relates to Bible prophecy. So, anyway, uh, so much going on today. One other thing I do want to note is uh, the attacker or the guy that wanted to kill uh uh, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh has been caught and um, they have been uh, he has been identified and so um, uh, he's uh, from Simi Valley California he's a 26 year old his name is Nicholas John Rosk 
Uh, he was carrying a gun, knife, and pepper spray. They said when he was arrested, he was making violent threats against Kavanaugh. And guess why he was making all those threats that he wanted to murder Kavanaugh? Because they're going to overturn uh, Roe versus Wade. And so um, they make this sound like it's such a, a, a terrible thing, you know. And all it is doing is, is putting the power back to the states, which means you get to vote on... Uh, your abortion laws in your own state and so the government overseeing all of that see um so it's the way it should be it should be mandated back to the states right actually we shouldn't have abortion anyway but these people think, oh my God, this kid. so he wants to kill somebody because somebody wants to save the lives of unborn children hey i want to tell you guys but later on today uh if not today tomorrow i'm going to put another program together uh, about the days, the things that are going on. We can see that we're closer to the tribulation and what's going on in the world and how that actually relates to the Bible. Uh, Timothy, you know, says things are going to wax worse and worse. And he goes, what did, you know, Timothy say in the end days, what it was going to look like? Well, we'll talk about that later on, uh, maybe this afternoon. Hopefully I can get it done this afternoon. Uh, but, you know, yeah, check out Matthew 24. Get yourself a good uh, study Bible. Get several study Bibles, you know. Um, you got John MacArthur, Warren Wiersbe, Dr. David Jeremiah. There's several good ones out there uh chuck swindoll um so there's a lot of good uh, study bibles out there go grab you one get you an apologetics bible uh, i recommend the holman christian standard um uh, apologetics bible now not the csb don't get me wrong that's their updated crappy version okay get the old school hcsb and if you have you're gonna either have to go on to ebay to get it or you can find it on, you know, Amazon, which you're going to pay a lot for. But eBay is probably going to be your best bet. Um, yeah, and you can you can pick it up for around 20 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. You can get a good one. Uh, definitely, if that's the route you want to go, do that. Um, because these other, um, I mean, the CSB is just, is gone the way of the NIV. I'll put it that way, the later dated NIV. So anyway, uh, just, you know, pay attention to what you're reading. Be sure you get um, a good foundation. Go to gotquestions.org. There's only there are some things that I don't agree with um, on gotquestions.org, but for the majority, I would say 97%. I agree with most of what they post. So, um, and besides, don't listen to me. Uh, get in the Word of God. Make your own decision. Right? You need to go and uh, read these things for yourself. But if you're a brand new baby Christian, uh, please. Please go to a good Bible preaching church. Get underneath a good Bible preaching pastor. Get into a good uh, Sunday school program, Life Links, whatever you guys got going on in your area, uh, Wednesday night services, whatever. If you can, go to getlifemedia.com um, and you can actually join Pastor Billy's church. You can join, I did, you can join online. I think it's a five week uh, class that you can go through and you can be a member of their church. Um, so definitely do that. You're going to learn a lot and you're going to learn why you, you know, why you believe what you believe. Right. And that's what I think is great with the church that I attend now. Um, they are equipping the youngsters at the very young age, all the way up through high school, of why we believe what we believe. So they are instilling into them apologetics because, you know, he cited, I think it was 50% of the, of the Christians leave the church kids when they go to college. It's a lot harder than it's like 86%. And, uh, Pastor Billy Crone just did a thing on that. So the large majority, because they don't know, they get to college and you have these liberal professors that are berating them and mocking them and like all kinds of things, right? And they don't know how 
to combat that. They don't know how to fight that. They don't know why they believe what they believe. My grandmama told me, and my mama told me, and my daddy daddy told me. You know, it's like, why are you a Democrat? My mom was a Democrat. My mama, mama was a Democrat. My daddy daddy. Yeah, so they have no real reason, right? They have no foundation for what they believe. And so you need to teach your children why. Why we believe what we believe. You need to teach them what the Bible says. You need to teach them how to combat them. When they come after them and they say, you know, they make fun of, oh, did God really make the whole world? And so, you know, like, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, he did, you know. Uh, and then they'll say, well, so you believe that the earth is only six dot? Yeah. And that way they can turn it around on them and say, you think we came from a monkey? Yeah, you think evolution, where's that missing link? There is no, you know what I'm saying? You think that, right? Well, I mean, it's kind of funny how all species stay the same. I mean, dogs do not morph into a monkey. You know, a monkey doesn't evolve into a dog. No, all species stay within their genome, right? Because it's how God created things. But anyway, but yeah, if they don't have a foundation, they can't defend themselves they can't defend why they believe what they believe so anyway i think it's a great thing if you have children i think it's a great thing to do that you yourself as a christian you need to do that we need to know why because one day they're going to come and ask us why do you believe what you believe but what did the bible say what does it say have a reason for your faith have a testimony so have your testimony anyway that guys i'm gonna get off here today i'm gonna do a little bit more studying um on this other thing i want to do um talking about you know what's going on in the end times what timothy said you know it's gonna you know people are gonna grow cold and they're gonna you know be disobedient to the parents it's gonna be all about me 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 and love me and love this and all right these are the days we're living in so i'm gonna uh get some stuff together do some studying on that and try to get another program done today if not today it will be tomorrow anyway um i've got you guys in prayer and i thank you so much for listening and um, as always get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and maranatha lord jesus maranatha